Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I am your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. So today, we are going to dive. So it's going to be a two-part podcast. What The first part about being self-quarantined with the coronavirus and having to homeschool your kids. And the other part's going to be about this new uh, Netflix limited series I saw um, a couple days ago that really was like, oh, okay. I didn't know, but now I know, but is all of this true? So let's get into that when we come back from a word from our sponsor. Okay, so being self-quarantined these past week, in a couple days with the kids has been very interesting <laughs> I have learned a lot about my kids that I didn't really know I'm not saying that I didn't know my kids but there are some things about my kids that I go oh, okay I didn't even know you like this so I didn't even know because I think that with the quarantine of the coronavirus and having to be inside not go anywhere really um it made me slow down a little bit and focus on my kids more and I'm not one of those people who are like this is a gift from God no I do not think it is God's best or in his will for us to get people to get sick and die um, from a virus I think that it's it's a part of life and that's what happens people die and people are born and people get sick and people get well but I do think that when there is pandemic or chaos or a crisis going on in our lives, there is also a time to take something from it in a positive way. I'm going to go ahead and say a disclaimer again <laughs> for this podcast. You may hear a dog barking and you may hear my kids because we're all quarantined up in here. So um, I do think that with us, self-quarantine and not being able to go and do the things that we normally would want to do on the weekends or after work or after school it allows us to become closer to one another learn more things about each other um spend more time with one another even though we're going to be on our electronics a lot as far as like watching you know netflix or disney or tv in general we still can carve out that time to not do not do the electronics just sit and play games and do puzzles and um, sing and dance and be silly with one another. Or, you know, if it's warm enough, you can go to the park where there's not a lot of people and, you know, just play and, and have fun and enjoy each other. And I think that is the silver lining, if there could be any, from being self-quarantined or being quarantined or the school shutting down. Because if you live in the state of Virginia, you now know that kids are not going back to school they are not going back to school until the beginning of the next school year I don't know how everything's gonna go down my kids are excited <laughs> in a way my daughter actually she's 10 and she kind of misses her her classmates and the cool thing is that now we really get to use technology because they were able to have a classroom meeting through zoom last Friday and it was a great way for them to check on each other and see how um, each other are doing and check in with their teachers. And I think the teachers enjoyed it as much as the students um, did. And it was really good to see and talk to the teachers. 
And I'm looking forward to them to do it again on Friday because I think that it just keeps them in the know of each other. Because even though they like to be at home, I think a lot of kids really do like to go to school. Not just because they get to see their friends, but I really think they like to learn. And I learned from my daughter that she really likes to learn. Even though I have to fight with her sometimes to get her to do her homework or even just to get her to do it correctly, she still likes to do her work. And she still likes to um, be educated and go to school and learn. So I... um. I think it's really good to just take a break and take a breather and just say, what's important? What is this teaching me? Yes, for us to be more aware of washing our hands and being healthy and safe and um, being aware of what other people are doing um, as far as their hygiene and being health conscious. But also it teaches us how to go back to when we didn't have when the United States didn't have um, access to all the electronics when we had to sit down and talk to our kids and had to to have those bonding experiences with our children so I wrote down a couple of things that I've been thinking about when it came to the quarantine and I kind of touched on this already but taking advantage of the failing time taking advantage of to talk and have those questions and talk to each other about what you probably haven't talked about all school year or what you haven't talked about this year in 2020. Um, I know sometimes we usually don't do those in-depth conversations until there's a vacation or a holiday, but we need to do them all the time. And that's why I learned that we need to do these at least once a week. We need to check in with our kids outside of, have you done your homework or you know, did you did you put your clothes out? Have you done this? Have you done that? But just sit down with them and and have conversations about, you know, how are you feeling about being, you know, puberty? I know my daughter, she's 10 and she hasn't gone through her menstrual <laughs> or becoming a woman <laughs> thing yet. Thank God. I'm not really ready for her to go through that, but she is filling out and she's she is hitting puberty and uh, we watched a, uh, we binge watched a uh, series on Disney Plus called Diary of a Future President. And it followed this little girl who um, was going through puberty, who was um, trying to navigate being in sixth grade and having friends and then having fallouts with friends and liking boys and, you know, and getting her menstrual cycle and dealing with family life. And her father passed away three years ago and how having to deal with stuff like that. And I think that. Um, that was a great show for us to watch together by ourselves because it opened up the discussion of how are you feeling going through puberty right now? Um, how is fifth grade? Are you excited about going to sixth grade? How do you feel about, you know, not going to school? You know, how do you feel about, you know, things going on with your friends? How do you handle those situations? And it just made us have conversations that we really hadn't had in depth. And it was it was a really good bonding experience. And if you have any preteens or those who are in middle school, I really suggest that if you have Disney Plus to watch that show. It's called The Diary of a Future President. The other good thing about it was that it showed um, Latinas in a better way. Because usually whenever they show, I'm going to say us because I am um, 
part Puerto Rican. But when they show Latinas on TV, you see them struggling like really hard to, to make ends meet or they have like these really dead end jobs and they don't show them as professionals. And to see this really strong woman as a lawyer, she's professional, she's successful, she's professionally dressed when she's in her work attire, in her casual attire with her kids. Um, of course, it's Disney, so it's not going to be a lot of, prof- if there wasn't any profanity at all. But the to see like, oh, this is awesome. You know, my daughter can see um, someone who kind of looks like her because a little girl, I mean, she kind of looked like my, my daughter a little bit. I was like, Thalia, you look just like that girl as far as like her smile and her characteristics. Um, but for her to see, uh, another little girl growing up and to see her mother professional. Now I, I mean, I have the ability to work at home and she sees me. I don't go to work I don't go into a building every day and dress up like I used to, but she did see it at some point. But just to see that, you know, I can grow up and be a professional. I can be a lawyer. I can be a doctor. You know, I don't, I can go out here. I can wear correct clothing and appropriate clothing and still be respected and, um, and still be beautiful. I thought it was awesome to see that. And, um, that, you know, it didn't show a family who had a father that wasn't active, you know, it just so happened the father wasn't there because in the premise of the show, I'm sorry, spoiler alert right now. Um, well, no, it, it says it in the, in the description of the show, but the father, um, died three years prior. So they're all trying to navigate their new normal of life, of, of living as a family of three. And then mom possibly now has a boyfriend, you know, and then, you know, the brother is about to go from eighth grade to, to high school. And, and the daughter is first year in middle school and navigating friends. And I used to have a friend in elementary school and now she's not my friend anymore because we're in middle school. It's a, it was a lot of good topics that I remember going through as a, um, as a, um, as an adolescent and sometimes even now as an adult. So I think it was really, really, really good. And I hope you all watch that show. The other thing I thought was really good was, um, being able to read more. I have my daughter write down every word now that she doesn't understand when she's watching TV. Um, and for me to read more instead of picking up my, my phone and going on YouTube, which YouTube is great to learn from. But I think that being able to pick up a book or a Kindle or a, a Amazon reader and to actually read something, it's awesome. It expands our vocabulary, it expands our minds, and we get we go past with we go past having to be entertained by by a TV to being entertained by imagination. Okay, so also learn more about your kids. I know. Um, after having conversations with my daughter and my son yesterday, he's at his dad. So I've been talking to him through um, phone and um, video chatting. Um, that there are things that I did not know <laughs> about them. And I'm glad that um, he actually, my son, he's a teenager. So. He actually wanted to have a conversation with me that was more than, Mom, can you go get this for me? Or what are you doing? Or can you do this? Or can you do this? It was more like he took actually took 20 minutes on the phone with me, which is a big thing when it comes to um, teenagers. 
So he actually took 20 minutes on the phone with me and just talked. He asked me about how I was doing. Um, and we just talked about things. We talked about the possibility of school not being, having to go back in for the rest of the year. We talked about a lot of things. And it felt so good. I don't know if, if you're a parent of a teenager or, or, um, or you know, aunt or uncle of a teenager, you know that it takes a lot for them to open up. So, um, that was big. And I realized that he, I know the kids are aware of what's going on, but I think that it kind of hit home for him as far as wanting to know how I was doing, even though I'm not over 60, <laughs> I'm not close to it. I mean, that was the first thing he said. He said, you know, they said that you got to check on the older people. And I was like, aha, haha, that's funny. But, um, he was aware that this is serious. And I think that the media, they were showing that there were so many millennials or what generation Z, I guess they say, that are not aware of what's going on or they haven't really taken in how um, serious the disease is. But I think there are a lot more than what we know because they only show the negative on TV. You know, they don't show the positive. And I think there are a lot of children and teenagers and young adults who are really um, aware and are really assessing the importance of life and what does it mean to to take the warning seriously. So that was really good. So I I'm I'm enjoying my kids and doing this whole process. Um, we've been learning through YouTube and watching different um, educational shows. Also, we've been watching a lot of um, home economic type shows, like how to clean how to do laundry i teach them how to do laundry all the time but i'm doing it now more to show them okay you need to separate your colors <laughs> from your whites and your reds from your whites and um watching a lot more um of recipe shows and how to cook because that's all a part of growing up and learning and um it's not really all about math and science social studies being able to adapt to life once you leave high school and college, it's very important. So watching um, those type of YouTube videos with them or teaching them. Sometimes they want to learn more from somebody else and then they want to learn from you. Like, so if you say, hey, you know, let's go <laughs> wash up clothes together. Like, uh. But if they see somebody else doing it that's in their age range or close to it, showing them, you know, how to cook and how to do certain things around the house, that's very beneficial beneficial to them once they leave the nest then um I, I think that's very important um don't allow the fear of this disease to cause you to make irrational decisions so you've seen it in the media where people have gone out and they have um gotten enormous amounts of toilet paper or things that doesn't make sense and that you can tell is a decision led by fear people um they make irrational decisions when there is a possibility <clears throat> of their fear coming to pass because the truth of the matter is nobody wants to die nobody wants to be without nobody wants what they see on tv to become a reality I went out yesterday and it was like a ghost town 
and it seemed like something you saw on TV and it can be scary um, being told that you can't go anywhere, that you can't do what you normally would do, like at the drop of a hat, like one day you were doing it the next day you weren't like a couple weekends ago, me and my kids were at a trampoline park with um, for a birthday party. And then one week later, it's like, oh, you can't do that anymore. And so it can be very um, scary. But at the same time, you have to allow your faith and your trust in God to override your fear. And I know it sounds easier than said than done, but it takes moment to moment faith. It takes moment to moment faith. It takes moment to moment. Um, it takes second to second, day to day learning of I'm just going to trust God in this. I'm thankful to God that I still have my my job because I can work from home and I've been working from home for some years now and I'm not affected by the shutdowns or people not having a job. And that's what been my main thing is focusing on those who don't have focusing on those who are um, less fortunate. I have had me and my kids, we pray every night for the people who don't have, the people who um, who's, who were dependent on their kids getting that breakfast and lunch from school. Um, people dependent on having um, the school basically be their childcare because they didn't have anyone to watch their children during the day if something like this happened. Um, or not, or don't have the money to supplement, uh, someone to watch your kids. Also thinking about the fact that these kids may be left alone at home by themselves without any supervision and the parents have to be at work and it can be worrying about the kids and also having to be left alone with, um, people who probably aren't the best, um, people to take care of their kids but because they feel like they're they're up against the wall they don't have nothing they don't have any other avenue so we're just constantly praying for God's provision for God to um, protect the kids from any um, hurt harm or danger for God to continue to supply the food and the money and the resources for God to send people who who have a lot into the areas and into the communities who don't have it's just been um, an eye-opener that we have to be thankful for what we have and pray for those who don't have. So um, we also have to respect each other. There were a lot of fights and people fighting over. What you fighting over? We all, we're all in this together. We're all affected by this one way or another. And we have to be respectful about to each other. We have to love one another. And even when you're in your own home... Um, you can get cabin fever and the fact that you can't go nowhere or do what you would normally do to relieve stress, like go to the gym. Um, you might snap off at your husband or your wife or your kids unknowingly because, you know, you're stressed out or you're irritated or you're frustrated or you just need to get out. And if you're able to get out and get out, if you're able to go for a walk around your neighborhood, do that. Because we still need to be respectful to each other in our own homes. We still need to um, love one another. We still need to consider one another. And so it's going to be something these next weeks or maybe months. I don't know how long we're going to be quarantined in our homes. But I just think that God 
is going to be there for us no matter what. He's there for us no matter what. And by trusting him and choosing to have faith over fear in this trying time is very, very, very important. Very important. So that is my part one <laughs> of talking about what's here, Monique, for this wonderful, beautiful Tuesday here in my neck of the woods in Virginia. Um, and after this short pause, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about part two of today's podcast. All right. So part two of today, it's like a two for oneer, <laughs> a two for Potter. <laughs> um, I watch the new series that came out on Netflix this past weekend, and I know many people have probably watched this. So if you have not watched the show, please press pause. The name of the show is called Self Made, and it is about um. CJ Walker, Madam CJ Walker, and how she basically was the pioneer of hair care. And if you have not watched it, I want you to go ahead and press pause because I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to like spoil it in the fact where I'm going to give you every detail, but I, while watching it, I ended up picking up my notepad and a pen because I was like, she's dropping gems, and I was learning a lot from not only about the hair care but about being a self-made person about being driven so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you know right now <laughs> if you have not seen it go ahead and press pause go watch it or come back to it and if you're okay with me just talking about it then just go ahead and keep listening so i wrote down some things from watching this show now mind you it was really good it's a four-part series on netflix it stars Octavia Spencer and Tiffany Haddish, Blair Underwood, Bill Bellamy. I'm trying to think of who else was in it. Oh, Carmen. I think her last name is Igojo. Igojo. She plays Addie. And um, it was really good. Really good. I learned a lot about um, how the hair care industry for, for black um, or African-American women started. I learned how um, important it was. I mean, I already know this now, but I know that for many women, your hair is like a life or death situation. It's like if if you if your hair is not done, if it's not styled, if it's not healthy, then you don't feel 100. And that could be a lot for it could be anything. That could be the same thing for someone when it comes to makeup or. A guy who doesn't get his hair cut on a regular like he wants to. It's like hair is like this key thing. Because it's, it's kind of like the first thing. Not kind of, but it is. It's the first thing that someone sees when they look at you. They see your face. They see your hair. They see um, they see your clothes. It's a part of your first impression to people. And I, and I believe that hair can make or break someone in a sense of self-confidence. And these women were walking around and they had to wear scarves all the time because they didn't have time to take care of their hair because they had to work. They were coming out of a of an era of being slaves and having to work in the fields and now they no longer have to do that, but they're still kind of being slaves because they have to work these 
horrible, low-paying jobs as uh, maids or housekeepers or wash washers. Um, Octavia, Octavia, I'm sorry, Octavia Spencer's character, she played um, Madam C.J. Walker. At first, it starts off as she's Sarah Bree Love, and she is a washer. I think that was the title of it. Basically, she did laundry for um, rich people um, whether they were black or white she was basically she would wash her clothes and bring it back to them she was the <laughs> what she would see if you was to go to the um the laundromat today when you can pay somebody to to clean your laundry for you to do your laundry that's what she was doing and she was getting paid uh, 25 cents and at that time that area i think it started off in the 19 the early 1900s that was a lot of money um well, it was a lot of money in a sense, but it, they were not as much as they needed to be so that she could continue to provide for her family. Now, she was married to the character um, who played by Blair Underwood, which <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back to him in a minute. But she was played by him. He was played. She was married to the character played by um, Blair Underwood. His name was C.J. Walker and which was a good um, I didn't know that her name was not Madam C.J. Walker. I, her name was Sarah Breedlove. And that she took on C.J. Walker because her husband, you know, at that time, men did not um, see women as equal, which they still don't now. But really, in the early 1900s, your husband spoke for you. And that was um, the that was the thing. It, it was just what had to happen your husband spoke for you you didn't speak um and so for Sarah Bree Love to have this passion and this drive to want to no longer wash anyone's clothes and to be her own empire um was very inspiring um and it was really good to see that she was so driven so she did take on her husband's name eventually for the madam cj walker line um because i mean her last name was walker as far as being married to him but um yes uh tiffany haddish played um madam cj walker's daughter uh from a previous relationship and um oh also the father i cannot remember his name but the um blair underwood's father who played um and Martin, the Martin TV show, Stan. I mean, he was, I can't remember his name. Y'all probably know his name. You can let me know when you when you leave a message or whatever. Or when you want to talk about it, when you email me. Or when you leave a comment on my uh, Instagram page. I cannot remember his name. But in Martin, his name was Stan. So, you know, if y'all, if you, if anybody loved the 90s like I did, you watched Martin a lot. The guy who played Stan, which was Martin's boss, radio radio show boss, he plays um, Blair Underwood's father. So he was also in it. He was funny. They had him playing a really funny old man. So um, so let's go ahead and talk about what I took from it. So I, I talked. I did talk about how I took away from it about being driven, and I wrote this down, and I thought it was interesting that can you lose sight of what's really important um when you're chasing the money when you're chasing what they say now the bag 
because there were parts in this four um four part series that I was like, yes, CJ, yes, CJ, Madam CJ Walker, go get that money. Then there was parts that was like, okay, but at what cost? Because I was like, oh, I don't think you should do that. There were parts where there was a uh, came a time where her husband started to feel some type of way about not being recognized anymore. And you know what it does to a man to have um, his ego stepped on a little bit men want to men want to feel not only do they want to be but they want to feel like they're in charge like they're the provider like they're the ones who um are doing what they're supposed to do and taking on the responsibility of providing for their family and being the man of the house and at one point he was he was in marketing i believe his job he was he was into market he was in marketing and ad campaigns and that was his thing. He knew how to do that. And now here's his wife now at the forefront of a of a, a, a really good making money company, Hair Caroline. And he is like put on the back burner. And she kept saying the whole time, my company, my product, my company, my product. And she was started to throw it in his face. And there was a couple of times when she would say our company. There was a couple of times where she would say, um, not our company. There was a couple of times where she would say, we did this together. Thank you for helping me. But if you weren't about helping her get that money, if you stood in front of her for getting that money, she was like, uh-uh, no, <laughs> uh-uh, this is my company. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm trying to make my money. I'm trying to do these things. I'm trying to go to the next level. It's, it's like as soon as she hit one um, plateau or one, um, not plateau, as soon as she hit one accomplishment, she was going to the next thing. She was like, uh-uh, no, it's time for me to go to the next thing. She got her, she had her salon. They bought it. They moved first. Then she got her salon where they moved. They moved into this nice house. And um, then she decided to start making her product in her basement, which they made her house, the salon. And then once that money came in, she's like, okay, now I want to have my own factory. And she already knew she wanted to have her own factory, but then something very pivotal happened. I'm not going to say it, but something very pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal, pivotal. <laughs> I can't say it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Why well, I can't get my words together. Pivotal. Why can I say that? But anyway... Something very important happened. <laughs> Something very important happened. And um, she went ahead and said, okay, let me go ahead. I need, I need to get my own factory. I'm not going here and try to keep doing this in my house. I need to go ahead and get my own factory. And I think that to her detriment, the success of her company was taking her away from being a wife. And that's why my question is in regards to that. Can you be too driven? Can you lose sight of what's important because you're chasing the bag? And I think that you can. That's a question that I have for you. And just think about it. Can you be too driven that you lose sight of what's important? Because she was so driven that she forgot about being a wife. She was still being a mom, but she was being a mother to the point where she was trying to control what her daughter did all the time. And she wanted her daughter to pick up the um the the legacy she wanted her daughter to continue the legacy of her company not asking her daughter what 
do you want to do with your life? It was like, okay, I need you to run this business. I need you to go with me when I travel to do business arrangements. You need to do it. And it was like once she got the enough success and she kept rising up, she stopped being a wife in a, in a way. It was like he was more of her business partner or her employee because she would ask him to do things for her. And once he did them, she would go, oh, you're so great. You, you know, you're a great husband. But then if, if he didn't come through for her or then she would just dog him down and, and, and belittle him in front of other people. And I think that at that point, he started to go, okay, wait a minute here. I'm your husband. What about me? And it started to take him to a place where he started to look at other women because he won't look at other women. And if you're looking at this from a standpoint of this is devil's advocate here, and I am, I'm a big girl myself. Um, here it is. A very nice, um, very nice, good looking um, chocolate man, very in fit. And here is a beautiful woman, but a beautiful big woman. Okay. And I know that this is a realistic relationship. I know a lot for a long time people go, oh, how can a good looking man like that be with a big woman? Because big, because skinny men like big women. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, it's, it's out here. Um, you don't have to be a size three for a, a good looking man to like you. He, men are going to like what they like. And I think at first I was hearing some conversations. They're like, well, you know how the world, he should love her a long time ago because she didn't look, she didn't look nothing compared to the woman that he had cheated on her with. Spoiler alert, the woman that he had cheated on her with. And I was thinking like, sometimes it ain't about appearance. And in this, in this, in, in this, um, case, it wasn't about her appearance because you, in the beginning, you saw how much he loved her. It wasn't about her being a size three. It was about how much he loved her. He looked at her as beautiful. And she was beautiful. I think that every woman is beautiful. Whether you're big, small, dark skin, light skin, pimples on your face, no pimples. We are all beautiful. And the person who is meant to be with you is going to be with you and they're going to love you. Uh, at your best and I love you at your worst and you saw that he loved her so much he loved her he was there for her he did he was like, okay you want to go at first he was like no we're not gonna move then she's like okay please can we move then he then they moved so he was there to support her but as soon as she started to take his manhood away from him by belittling him in front of people by putting the company above who he was in her life as her husband as her friend then that's when his eyes wandered and it and it didn't wander at first initially it was like okay you're telling me that you don't need me and men need to be needed just like women need to be needed men like to be needed and you saw how as soon as she let him know i don't need you i just need to i just need you to do what i need you to do for my company but not tapping back into her need for him as her husband that's when he started to stray away and so you can tell how they try to play on the light-skinned girl from the dark-skinned girl the skinny girl from the big girl because of course the woman that he cheated on her with was a um i wouldn't say she was well she was you know she was skinny skinny um skinny light-skinned girl with curly hair very pretty and um 
that's how they played on that. And that was the other thing. So the next point is, um, why did they decide to do the dark versus light? And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Because somebody who's watching this, say a, a little girl. Well, I wouldn't think a little girl should watch this anyway. But say a teenager, a teenage girl is watching this. And she's already struggling with her identity. And then she sees this. And she sees that here it is. A successful black healthy big woman i say big i don't know what what you want me to say i i don't know but healthy beautiful black big woman has a very nice good looking husband but now he's with this skinny um light-skinned girl who's also pretty who's also beautiful and it kind of played on that and it also played on that in the set in the other aspect of when um, Addie, the woman that Octavia Spencer's um, worked for before, I shouldn't say, I should say Madam C.J. Walker. Um, she worked for Addie, which was Carmen Ijogo's character. Um, she worked for her as as a, her washerwoman, as, a, as her laundry person. And Addie was first doing, well, she was the first person. Well, I wouldn't say first person. I don't know what the historical... Um, I don't know the history of Addie um, as far as hair care, but as they showed on the series, Madam C.J. Walker, before she was Madam C.J. Walker, she was Sarah Breelove and she was working for Addie. And Addie had her own hair care line at the time that had sulfur in it and it was helping women's hair grow. And that's how it started off because Sarah Breelove, she, she lost all her hair once her first husband left her or first boyfriend had left her and she lost all her hair her hair started falling out and he left her because she he didn't find her beautiful and attractive anymore so that made her become very insecure so when she started working for um Addie well Addie came to her and was like you know I can help you she came to her house she did, she was on a door-to-door -door sales of her product and it was called um hair grower wonderful hair grower or something like that and so she's at her door and said oh i can help you so addie starts to help her and over time sarah brie loves hair starts to grow back so then she goes and that's when she goes and works for addie as her washerwoman and then she also um decided hey let me go ahead why don't you give me the opportunity to sell your product because Addie had girls she had hired to sell her product. Now all the girls that she had to, that she had hired were light-skinned women. Okay, so that was when they really introduced the the light versus dark. And when Addie, when Sarah Breelove had said to Addie, "Hey, why don't you let me um, be one of your girls who sells your product?" You know, I know the product. I I'm basically a spokesperson for it because. I've used your product and my hair has grown and I don't have, no longer have bald spots. My hair is long and I can really, you know, sell your product by my testimony. And, you know, Addie jokes and says, hi, well, you know, I don't think you'd be good in sales. And so she was like, well, why not? She's like, I don't think you're the type of person that I want to sell my product. Basically, that's what she was saying. And Addie was a beautiful, light skinned, long hair flowing woman. And even her, 
even in her mind, she felt like she was better than a dark skinned woman. Because it, it, it wasn't that, you know, because she was skinny and Sarah Brela was, was a bigger woman. It was light versus dark. Because even the girls that she had hired, none of them were dark skinned. They were all light skinned. So that is, that was like, oh man, why did they have to put this in there? Is this what really happened? I, I did not research to see if Addie was light skinned or uh, dark skinned. Um, I can't remember at the end, they showed pictures, but I can't remember if they showed a picture of Addie. But I was like, why do you have to put that in there? But do you think, well, I can't say do you think, I do you think that is still very prevalent in the African American community when it comes to the dark skinned girl and the light skinned girl? And I know there have been very, there have been a lot of, um, in the past, there have been a lot of TV shows and documentaries on light versus dark about the brown bag, the br- the brown bag um test when it came to if the if the slave could be in the house or not they did a brown bag you know don't bring a girl home if she's darker than the brown bag so i know that that has always been a taboo topic um in the african-american community but is that still true today because i have noticed a resurgence and the empowering of african-american girls who have a darker skin and it's like, yes. I mean, I don't have a darker skin. I'm light skin, but I believe that everyone is beautiful, whether you're dark skin or light skin. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because for a long time in the 90s, they did focus only on having the lightest girls in the videos, the light skin girls in the videos. So I think it's beautiful that um, there has been this resurgence of, hey, you know, everybody is beautiful. And <clears throat> our ancestors weren't all um light skin they were dark skin so i i think that this movie kind of it, it not it kind of it did it played on the dark skin light girl thing and i wanted to you know talk about how well i just wanted not really to talk about I, I wanted to open up your mind and to have you think about i wanted you to think about does that still play a part in your thought process when you encounter someone who is either darker than you or lighter than you do you still choose who you talk to do you still choose friendships based on that do you still choose people that you want to marry or be in a relationship with over that because there are people out here who say i only date light-skinned girls or i only date dark-skinned you know girls or vice versa light-skinned men dark-skinned men so that's just something to think about all right so they also had women going against women so (laughs) it was like okay here we go women against women and in today's society i see a lot more more of women building women up but i always i think about was that was this an important part of the story that had to be told just like the dark versus light did it have to be told did you have to talk about that what's the purpose of this series this docu-series well it wasn't a docu-series it was a scripted series um was that the did it have to be told could you have taken out the portion about dark skin versus light skin could you have taken out the portion of a woman going against a woman in order can you take that out and still have a great story about madam cj walker and my answer to that is yes i didn't need to see that in order to cj walker 
was driven. She was passionate. She wasn't passionate because she was a a dark skinned, um, beautiful black, big black woman. She was driven because she had a passion. She wanted to to do better for herself and her family. And she didn't want to be a laundry person anymore. She wanted to be better. And I and she was driven to have more and not really about possessions because she never said, oh, I need to have all the finer clothes. She just wanted to be successful and she wanted to help other black women just like her who had always been put in the background to be successful as well, to help their families and not having to always depend on the 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 husband to do it which i thought was very key there was a a part in there where she was talking to booker t washington at this man this men's only uh event and she says in in her speech she said you know your women are smart they went to college they have degrees why aren't you utilizing their knowledge for the betterment of your family and that was very key because um that is so true today that there has been this um this thought process that the man should be the forefront of the family and when it comes to providing and that the women should just be in their own roles and just be the wife and the cook and the and the mother but there are so many women who are driven and who are passionate about something who are smart whether they're um college educated or if they're just educated by you know by learning and researching in their own field and why not use the knowledge and the wisdom of your own wife of your own significant other to better the household I thought that was powerful that was powerful that she did that so you can you knew that this wasn't about light skin dark skin this wasn't about um women against women it was about women coming together to do things to do something powerful for the community and i that was that was also something that she said to addy at the end she says you know we could have worked together you know because they showed women against women they showed um addy going against madam cj walker trying to bring her down and basically recruiting people to bring her down and Towards the end, Madam C.J. Walker told her, told Addie, hey, you know, we could have did this together. We could have created something way bigger than what I created together because we both had the passion and we were both driven. But they showed it as Addie being jealous of Madam C.J. Walker once she became successful. And it was just really weird. Sorry, that was my arm. (laughs) That was not me. That was my arm. If you heard that, that was my arm rubbing against the armrest because I had to come out to the car and finish recording all this because it was too many people in the house. <laughs> um, so anyway, so also from this, I talked, I wrote down that, um, why is Blair Underwood always portrayed as a dog? <laughs> so I said, I want to talk about this. Why is he always portrayed as the man who is just a dog i was like man is he is he just is he typecasted is blair underwood typecasted does he have to always play the dog why can't he play the good man i do not remember a movie where he has played the good man and tyler perry's firing and he was the abuser um 
what was the other it was not primal fear it was this movie that he had made with was it sean connery it was based out in florida and everglades he played this psychopath but he was very smart but he played a bad role um but he's always portrayed as the bad man like what is it or maybe i just haven't seen enough of his work that i don't remember any of the good good movies that he's been in (laughs) he's always played like you know the you know mr casanova i can get any woman i want um tight roles i can i can i can make other people think that you know you're stupid for not wanting to be with me you know um i don't i don't advocate cheating i do see why he cheated on madam cj madam cj walker because as a man he felt neglected um they weren't having sex anymore she wasn't cooking from him anymore she wasn't doing the things that he needed to to feel like a man basically and women we have to continue to do the same things that we did in the beginning of our relationships all the way through if we want our men to continue to be the man that we met or continue to do the things that that he did in the beginning we have to also do the same thing so that is why he cheated he cheated because he no longer felt like he was a man in the relationship because her being so driven she started to take on man qualities and i'm not saying that um to be driven and to be passionate about something is only a male quality but she was just like okay i don't even it she was basically in the mindset of the only thing that's important right now is me getting this bag the only thing that's important is is me going up and going higher and higher on my success ladder and i want everybody to be successful but um i don't care about being a wife no more (laughs) and that's what happened he just he just he was like okay you know after a while he was okay and he started to basically try to bring her down along with the other women that he was well the other woman that he had cheated on her with who was also trying to bring her down so that was just i was just like that was i wrote that down i was like why is he always the bad guy but maybe i need to do some research if you know of any of blair underwood's movies or tv shows where he played the good guy i think i think earlier in his time in the 80s he played good guys i know he was on the cosby show i remember him on there um and on the cosby show and back in the 80s and I'm pretty sure he was on a lot of other stuff in the 80s where he was not playing a bad person. But I just, just from my recollection, rec- recollection, <laughs> my recollection, my recollection, <laughs> I need to, I need to have my, my vocabulary time today, don't I? Because <laughs> I'm having a problem with these words today. I'm not reading anything. It's just in my head. It's like, uh, my recollection from my memory. I don't remember him playing really uh, a role of a man who was encouraging and motivating and just a good guy all the way through the movie like this one i was like oh yeah look at blair underway he still he still looks good he still looks young he's a supportive black husband okay and then he just nope he just couldn't be and his dad told him he was like i seen you over here giving that girl the eye his dad warned him which was 
that is what the the father his role in this was really good because he was like um he was he was observing people didn't think that he knew what was going on but he did and that that was a good message too that you can't just because um people get old that don't mean they stupid the elderly are smart you may not, you may not think that they're not watching or they're in the know what's going on they're always in the know because because they they have the rap of being old and senile and stupid and because people may think of them that way they don't pay attention pay attention to them and they may forget about them but old people are always in the cut i shouldn't say old people see seasonally citizen <laughs> senior citizens <laughs> i can't even get it out today what is wrong with me season senior citizens that's what i'm trying to say they are smart they have so much wisdom and they're funny and they are a joy to be around and they sit in the corner they sit in the cut and they are looking at everything they know what's going on and so every time he noticed something and he was in the room with one of the characters by themselves he always pointed something out to them whether they wanted to believe it or not okay okay so um tiffany haddish y'all i liked her in this i heard people say that you thought that she was just being tiffany haddish but i really liked her in this i thought it was a great role for her to play it the the lines played off her comedic talents um it was good to see her in this and not being ratchet <laughs> i'm not saying that it is anything wrong with being ratchet if that's your thing that's your thing but she wasn't over the board tiffany haddish she was subdued tiffany haddish she read her line you can tell she practiced her lines really good i'm not a professional actress so i'm not trying to um shade her anyway but i'm just saying that she was really good in this um i thought she was great there was one scene in this um i think it was a, the last episode where um she was trying to help her mom went over this uh this drugstore so that her mom's products can be on their shelves and <laughs> she just came in there they were waiting for her to show up and then and her you know madam cj walker was like well, i don't know what's taking my daughter so long she's usually on time and then she just walks in there with like an entourage and they're just singing this song and she's like <laughs> she's got this song that she made up and it was hilarious that moment was classic tiffany haddish it had me crying laughing because i was like what did that come from um but I think they really wrote the line. They wrote the character to her, um, to her strengths. And that was really good. I, I really liked her. I really liked her. They did. Um, they showed her having a good marriage. They show her having um, a good relationship with her mother, which I think is very important. Them showing that they showing her wanting to help her mom, even though it kind of put her on the back burner of her own dreams and passions. But it also showed her like how she became resilient. It did show her, now some Christians, I know you're not gonna like this. It did show her starting to like a woman in a romantic way. And um, I think that that's just part of life. I, I mean, I can't come down on the gay community at all. People like who they like. And who they like is between them and God. Because I thought about this while I was watching it. And um, I was like, man, 
What if my child came home one day and told me that they were, um, they like the opposite, they like the same sex. Then she didn't never told her mom that, but the her husband figured it out. And I think other people in their in their in their um their circle figured it out. But I thought that was something. And uh yeah. So I I thought about that. I was like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. So yeah. But it was it, overall, I think it was a really good show. It was a it was a really, really good show. Um I thought that it was awesome. I really recommend it to anybody who doesn't know what else to watch on Netflix <laughs> while we're being quarantined. Um, it was a really, really, really good show. And I hope that my review of it makes you want to watch it. Um, what I did get from it, because her husband wanted Blair Underwood's character, CJ Walker. He wanted her to change for her. Was it her? Or was it her daughter? But anyway, um, I wrote down, don't ever change for someone because they're uncomfortable with who you really are. And you shouldn't do that. Well, that was her daughter. Her daughter, her daughter, Tiffany Haddish's character. Her mother wanted her to change to be who she wanted her to be. And I'm going to let y'all know that I'm about to come up on 60 minutes and I have not done a whole hour show before, <laughs> episode before. But we just, you know, it's been quarantine and I didn't put out nothing last week. So I'm just talking about this. So my podcasting has let me know that I'm coming up on 60 minutes. So I'm going to stop this right here and come right back with a new set of minutes. So hold, 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 hold your horns. <laughs> hold your seats. I'll be right back. Okay, y'all, I'm back. So, um, like I was saying, there was a part in the um, the end of the um, the last episode of Self Made, a story about Madam C.J. Walker, where um, Madam C.J. Walker found out about Tiffany and her um, sexual orientation, if you will, and she found out because she walked in on Tiffany having, well, basically she was kissing. Her, her love interest, who was a female, who wanted her to run away with her to Paris. Um, but because <clears throat> Tiffany wanted to um, help her mom, she didn't know when she should, you know, do that. So she just kept stalling her girlfriend. And um, Madam C.J. Walker came downstairs in the hotel and she saw them kissing. And she was like... Um, what was her name? Tiffany had his care. Oh, it was Lelia. Lelia. Lilia. I think it was. Lilia. She said, Lilia, what are you doing? And um, that's when she basically told her, you can't be doing that. I don't have any grandchildren. I need you to go and get married. What happened to the doctor that I, I try to hook you up with? You know, you need to, I need some grandchildren. You need to, you need to continue the legacy. And it was all about what she wanted her to do. She wanted her to get married. She wanted her to have children so that she can pass down the legacy of, of, of her hair care company down to her daughter and then down to her grandchildren. 
and as soon as I saw that um that part of the show I was watching it I wrote down don't ever change for someone because they're uncomfortable with who you really are and that is just so true if someone in your life in your family or in your circle someone you're close to um tries to get you to change for them because they don't want you to be who you are they want you to be who they want you to be for them and for their benefit then you gotta you gotta put an axe in that you gotta say nah I can't do that I can't I can't be who you want me to be for you I have to be who I'm supposed to be for me and if that goes against what you want then that's that's not my problem because the truth is whether you're gay straight whatever transgender everything that we do in this life is our business and we have to answer to god now if you don't believe in god then that then hey that's on you that's then you don't have to answer to nobody but yourself but if you believe in a higher power if you believe in for myself i believe in god i believe in the the trinity god the father and the holy spirit so i believe that everything that i do i have to answer to god on that judgment day, I'm going to have to answer to him. So if I know that being who I am is true to me, and it and for me and my answer, if it doesn't go against what God says, then I should be okay with that. Now, if I am a Christian and I still do something that, that the Bible tells me not to do, that's still my business. That's still my business. If I decide to go against what God says to me, or who, whoever I call my higher power, if I go against the grain, basically, if I go against the foundation, that's still my business. That's still my business. That's still between me and God. And that's nobody else's business. And I think for a, for a lot of people, there are you are in a situation where someone is trying to change you because so they can feel good. So they can they feel like, okay, if you look the way I want you to look, if you act the way I want you to act, if you um, be who I want you to be, that's going to make me feel good. And it's like, at what cost? I'm not going to be who you want me to be at the cost of my peace. My peace is valuable. And if I want to be big, I want to be big. If I want to be unhealthy, I want to be unhealthy. If I want to um, be married, I want to be married. If I don't want to be married, I don't want to be married. It, if I want to be... Um, gay, I'll be gay. If I don't want to be gay, I won't be gay. But that's my decision. Now, I'm not saying these are things that I'm doing. I'm just saying like these are scenarios that people are going through because um, they just want to be who they are. If I want to be ratchet, I'm going to be ratchet. If I want to be righteous, I'm going to be righteous. At the end of the day, you have to answer to your higher power. And for me, it's God. For me, it's my Abba Father. For me, it's Jesus. For me, it's the Holy Spirit. All in one. So what I do is my business. Now, if you want to talk to me about how I could be better at something that I'm doing as far as like, if you see that I could be nicer to my kids or if you see that I could be a better podcaster if you see that there are some ways where I can become healthier 
um, in my relationships or become healthier in my body. Um, if you heard me say I want to lose weight, but you still see me eating some chips. Those are the times where you can come to me in a tasteful and tactful way and say, you know, hey, Tierra, you know, I see you doing this, but can I can I um, can I suggest this like that? But when it comes to you trying to change people to make you feel better then you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do you shouldn't do that to your children. You shouldn't do that to your spouse. You shouldn't do that to your friends. Your friends are going to be there are, are going to be who they who they are. And I'm learning that. <laughs> I'm learning that about myself too. You know, that's going to be a whole a whole another podcast, but you can't change people. You have to let you have to love them where they are. You have to let them be who they're going to be. I want somebody to love me where I am and let me be who I'm going to be and let me do what I'm going to do unless it is a detriment to my life, unless I am hurting myself physically and mentally, emotionally, then don't say nothing. I I was going to I was going to um, make this top. I was going to make this podcast called Silence is Golden because I think that sometimes People always think that they have to say something and they don't have to say anything. I tell my daughter all the time, everything that you think of in your head does not have to come out your mouth. It doesn't have to be said. If you feel really strongly about something and you know after you think about it, that if you say something to someone, it's going to rub them the wrong way or it's not going to be taken the way that you want it to be taken from a genuine place. Give it to God. Pray to God and say, God, I see my friend or I see my family member or I see my co-worker or I see um, someone that I love or who I care about is doing something that I think could be detrimental to their life or their livelihood or to their mental growth or their spiritual growth. Um, help me to love them where they are and help me, God, to say what I need to say to them in a respectful and a tactful and a tasteful way. Because sometimes we think that we have a right to tell people what we want to tell them. No, just like you have a right to say what you want to say. They have a right to to block what you're saying and reject it and not take it. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit to give us the right words and and the wisdom of when to say it, when not to say it, or if it needs to be said at all. Because God can do what we think that we need to be doing on our behalf. God don't need our help. He don't need our help. He wants us to tell him what we need. He wants us to talk to him, but he don't need our help when it comes to people's lives. (laughs) He don't need our help. And you just got to let people be people. So that's the end of that. It's an extra eight, 10 minutes on my podcast. (laughs) But it's long, you know, hey, you got nothing to do. What you doing? You're just sitting at home anyway. You know, when you're not hanging out with your kids and they're all asleep or whatever you can listen to me you know listen to me while you're working out i hope my voice is not irritating <laughs> and if you, i'm gonna say this if you noticed a difference in the sound quality from the beginning of this podcast and now it's because i was in the house and then i had to go out of the house to finish recording because i did not want to um one i didn't have another quiet place to go to once um some people came back home and I didn't want to be loud and I didn't want to be rude to them by trying to record my podcast when they could be you know and making them be quiet 
when it's their house too. So um, I came outside and recorded in the car. So yeah, that's that's what that is. <laughs> so I thank y'all so much for coming to my podcast again. Thank you so much for supporting me. This is episode number 13. And I hope that during this self-quarantine, you learn a lot about yourselves, about your family, about your kids. I hope that you learn more about God. You know, you got some time now when the kids are sleeping. uh, You can take, take some time out to do some devotions, learn more about God, hear more from God, hear, learn more about what God wants you to do in your life. In this quiet season, I think that's what it is. It's a quarantine quiet season. It has quarantined us to be quiet, to slow down, to listen to God, to listen to our children, to listen to our spouses, our significant others, to become closer to our family and our friends and closer to God at the same time. So with that said, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. Please visit my Instagram page at Talking Up with Tierra Monique. And you can leave me a comment or you can DM me a message. You can also email me at Talking Up with Tierra Monique at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or any topics that you want me to talk about, I am open to them all. If you like to leave me a voice message and you are listening to this on Anchor or Apple Podcasts, please leave me a message and I will um, shout you out. And try to figure out how to insert your message into my podcast if you would like your message to be on there. Um, hopefully, I will see you again next week. If not, it will be the week week after next. But I know I will have a lot more to talk about <laughs> since the kids are home. <laughs> and I'll be watching a lot more um, TV probably because the kids are home. Because I don't watch a lot of TV, actually. I watch a lot of podcasts which I want to do I'm a shout out to the people that I watch who are my inspiration um my inspiration podcasters um shout out to the love hour podcast with Kev and Melissa Fredericks or I would say Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage shout out to um is this going to cause an argument podcast with that chick angel and her husband Marcus Tanksley I also listened to, um, what? It just slipped me. It slipped me so much. Rock T and his wife, Crystal, with the Perfect Pair podcast. Love them. I also listened to um, How Married Are You with um, Belief and um, his wife, Yvonne. Is it Yvonne or Yvette? I'm sorry if I messed up. It's Yvette. I'm sorry. It's Yvette. Sorry, Yvette. It's Yvette. Yvette and Belief. Um, they have a podcast called How Married Are You? How Married Are You? The Love Hour podcast. And is this going to cause an argument? Is um, It's also on YouTube. So if you're in this quarantine season and you want to watch a podcast, you can watch them on YouTube. Uh, Perfect Pair of Podcasts is not on YouTube, I don't believe. But it is on all um, podcast platforms. As so as the other ones. I also listen to um, another podcast. So Christians do not come at me, but I'm about to say it. It's called Dead Ass. <laughs> I listen to them. 
Um, that's with uh, <laughs> Deval and Kadeen Ellis, the Ellises. I think they're funny. They think they're hilarious. Um, I do listen to things that have curse words in it. Um, pray for me. If you, should, you if you feel like um, I'm not a good Christian because of that, well, again, that's between me and God. <laughs> that's my business. But I do listen to them. And I think they are a great married couple. They are doing their thing out in Hollywood. They're doing their thing as parents. And I love it. I love people who are out trying to make the normal not normal. Because the normal is husband, wife, come home. That's it. Um, But I I like husband and wife podcasts who show that um, there is fun times not is a lot of fun times when you're married and that's that's i, I that's what it is kevin melissa fredericks yvette and believe uh deval and kadeen um crystal and rock t um, marcus and angel they have showed me how to be um how to have a great marriage Am I married right now? No. But why wait until I get married again to have a great marriage? And I think you should start. If you, if you want to do something again in life or you want to start doing something, why not prepare for it? So I prepare for it. I prepare for being married by listening to these podcasts. I prepare for um, being a great podcaster by listening to these podcasts. I like to hear people. I like to hear people's thoughts. I like to get better in my uh, in my thought process. I like to have an open mind because I don't live in a world where everybody follows the same thing I follow. And <clears throat> I don't live in a world where um, there are perfect people because there are no perfect people. We are all imperfect. We are imperfect people loved by a perfect God. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this again. <clears throat> Talking up with Tia Monique. Episode 13, self-quarantine and self-made. I hope you enjoyed my points and tips about being self-quarantined. And I hope you enjoyed my review of self-made, the story of Badam CJ Walker on Netflix. Again, love you love. Love yourself. Love other people. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself. Okay, put God first in all that you do, all that you do and do your best to become better each and every day. We have to grow. If we say the same, then we're not doing ourselves any any justice. We have to take time to get better each and every day. So I love you. Smooches. God bless. See you next time.